Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. And let our missionary superheroes come in the way that God would have for them to tonight. And we appreciate them being here tonight. All right, y'all come on. Jesus 
it's, um, it's a privilege to be back. Uh, it was, uh, I was looking today, it was uh, January of uh, 2020, <clears throat> last time we were here, and first time we are here. And uh, I don't know what's happened since then. It's like we time warped and everything's a blur, kind of. But uh, it was not long after that we uh, <clears throat> went back to the prison there and we uh, had a couple of revivals and everything was going good. And uh, then this thing called COVID came along and and just knocked the feet out of everybody, or out from under everybody, seemingly. But uh, we um, I didn't know exactly how things were going to play out during that time because uh, in the prison system, they uh, uh, when something happens like that and there's any kind of outbreaks, they automatically lock everything down. And they keep people from coming in, and and uh, the guys we guys we had that would go out on labor crews, pick up trash on the side of the road, and things like that. They've not done that uh, since then, and so they shut everything down completely, isolated everybody, and things like that. And of course, COVID made its way through the prison there, and uh, just about all of them got it and everything. And then uh, we uh, really didn't know what was going to happen, but. Uh, I remember in March of 2020 uh, getting uh, getting a call from uh, one of the lieutenants there at the prison, and uh, he told me he said um, he said the warden call uh, told me to call you <clears throat> and tell you not to come back in. He said for on Sundays he wants to know if you still be willing to come preach on Sundays. And I said yeah, I sure would. And uh, I said, won't be no problem at all. And, and so that's what I did every Sunday. I would I would go down there, and uh, we we uh, been doing that ever since. Uh, he he, uh, the Lord. I, I don't know why. I don't know why the Lord opened up that door, but God gave His favor there. And uh, for two years, ever since COVID's come around, uh, in in this state, I can't speak for any other state, but in this state, I've I've been the only missionary, independent Baptist missionary, to be able to go into the South Carolina prisons uh, to continue to preach all that time. I even had a lady from Columbia call me she's one of the deputy directors of inmate services and uh, uh she called and uh, she was new and she said uh i don't know how this happened and i don't understand what's going on but somehow she said you you're the one that can come in still I'm not a I'm not a state employee. I'm not employed by the state. We're missionaries. We're just like uh we're supported the same way anybody else would be. And um I said, well, and it opened up a door, and I got to tell her about you know, about the Lord and about what the Lord's called us to do. And, and man, she just loved that. She said, man, I wish we had more people like that. And uh, and uh, what had happened is um, we had an agreement with the state, and we got a, a uh, an exemption to state policy uh, signed by the director of the Department of Corrections and uh, and a, a bunch of other people had to sign off on all these things but uh but anyway the lord kept that door open and uh and so all this time we've i've been able to go there's there's probably a handful of sundays i've not been able to go in and that's simply because they uh everybody was sick and they just kept everything shut down uh but 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 most of that time i've been able to go in and uh, preach uh every sunday morning and uh, as things have begun to lighten up, we've been able to preach more. And uh, and so now, uh, as of October of last year, I got to start Bible studies back up. And so, uh, so right now, I do uh, four services a week. And do two Sunday morning services, one at 8 o'clock, one at 9 o'clock. And then I, I zip out to my church and, uh, and go to church there. And uh, by, by Wednesday, I've been in seven services every week. And so I do a Bible study every Monday night, and then I do one on Tuesday night. And so, and the Lord's opened up doors for us to be able to do that. We've seen some men get saved. We've seen a lot of men um, get discipled, uh, men that already knew the Lord, but uh, a lot of things they didn't know about the Bible and things like that. And there's a lot of things I don't know. And uh, but but that's why I go to church. Amen. Amen. And that's why I read my Bible every day because I ain't got it all figured out. Yep. Uh, and so I take the things the Lord gives me or my pastors taught me or I've, I, you know, learned by reading and studying the Word of God and try to pass along those men. And for, and for so over the past year, we I did a class on uh, how to study the Bible and had a PowerPoint presentation and everything. And I taught these men how to uh, how to uh, study a chapter of the Bible, how to study a book of the Bible, how to study a verse in the Bible, how to do a, a topical study, how to look up um 
cross-reference verses, uh, how to look up the definitions, do word studies, things like that, things that you might learn at a Bible college or seminary, stuff like that. Uh, but I figured out that I can't be there all the time. They can't always find me, but they got a Bible. And if you can teach them how to study the Bible themselves, uh, you know, the Bible says, study show yourself proven the God of work, and if not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and so and the, one of the biggest problems in there is they've got so many different belief systems and, and religions, if you will, inside the Department of Correction. So these men don't know really what to believe sometimes, but if they'll get in this book and they'll study the Bible, sure. like some of the great missionaries we've read about uh, and stories about, like I and just some people like that, if they'll get in this book, amen, they'll get on the right page. Sure. Amen. amen. He, when he went to India and uh, ended up in, uh, in, uh, in Burma there, he, he didn't... He didn't leave and get on the boat as a Baptist. He was a Congregationalist, I believe. But when he got to reading the Bible, amen, he, 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 and when he got there, he was a Baptist, amen. Amen. And I'm not there trying to turn them into Baptists, amen. But if they ask me where to go to church and get out, I'm going to recommend them to a good independent Bible, Bible and Baptist church. And if they ask me what kind of Bible they need to get, I'm going to give them a King James Bible. That's all I have. And, uh, and so uh, we'll try to teach them that. I've got a couple of guys now. They're, they're fighting a battle because they've done... I've been feeding them. They've been asking questions, so I said, here, read this book. And I gave them Final Authority. I gave them some other books like that on the King James Bible. And, uh, and, and they're, uh, they're being persecuted right now because of it. So you pray for some of these men. They're trying to stand up for what's right. And not everybody's going along with that. And, uh, but, uh, but that's what we've been doing. And I've uh, been preaching, preaching through uh, different books in the Bible. We just started the book of Romans here a few weeks back. Uh, finished Revelation a few weeks ago, uh, a month or so ago. And now going verse by verse to the book of Romans on Sunday mornings. And uh, so uh, if you would pray for us, we... Um, have a great open door there, and uh, it's been a blessing. I was at a, I was at a chaplain's meeting. I'm a uh, I'm a volunteer chaplain there at the prison, and uh, I was at a meeting uh, here in Columbia uh, just back in July, and all the other you know all these state paid chaplains in there, and they was griping and whining and complaining. They ain't getting paid for this. They don't have time, and they don't need they don't have all this help and stuff. And I leaned over to one guy that's been there for a long time. I said, you know, I said I've been doing this close to 20 years uh been preaching prison for 20 years but as far as the chaplain thing i said i said uh have you ever considered you know getting some more people like me you know in you know just and uh you know somebody to help you and he just looked at me like like he was looking at me looking at a new gate he said they don't pay you he couldn't believe i was doing all this stuff and i mean they was in there grappling because they only got a three percent raise and uh I, was, I didn't. I didn't listen to half of it because it didn't pertain to me. But I. But I thought there's a group. There's a, there's an open door there. There's a great opportunity, and if we had more people that would uh, that would uh, be willing to do that, uh, what a, what a blessing that would be to get some more Bible believing. Uh, you know, preachers in there. there. There's not many of them in there right now. One of the guys that used to be in at McDougal, uh, down the lower part of the state, uh, uh, he was out of Alfred Willis's church, and uh, he had he had retired. He, he's an older guy, and uh, so there's nobody there now uh, doing that. Uh, there's some liberal lady there now trying to hold hold that position, and uh, but uh, but there's a, there's a lot that's happened, and I'm just simply trying to say this: there's a lot of open doors, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, but uh, but pray for us. We've we've got some other men working with us. We've got some men praying about uh, surrendering full time to uh, prison ministry. Uh, and uh, so we're praying, Lord, we send uh, our, send more laborers. The harvest is truly plenteous. I believe that. There's a lot of men in there. They they they're not like you and I. They've not been blessed to sit under preaching like we've sit under. And uh, there's some of them. Uh, them, them guys that uh, learn about the King James Bible. They listen in Tabernacle up in up in Greenville. They're listening to that all the time. And and they're like, man, something's different about the way y'all preach and all these other people that come in here. And. Uh, they said, I, they said, I, they said, we like it. And, uh, and so, uh, and one of these guys, and I'll say this, I know you mentioned T uh, Tabernacle Children's Homecoming uh, Friday. I actually have a young man now. He's one of the guys I'm talking about. He actually uh, spent uh, part of his childhood in that orphanage. And he told me just uh, yesterday, he said, uh, he said, the first time I ever heard about Jesus was there. And he said, I've never forgot that. And how them people, he didn't get saved there. Uh, but he still remembers them telling him about the Lord. That's the first time he'd ever heard about the Lord. 
and and uh, and uh, now he's uh, he's there. He's saved. He's on fire for God, and uh, I, I'm having to quail him down some because he he about want to fight fight you about the King James Bible. One of his roommates said, he said, "Listen, I believe it too, man, but I ain't ready to start a war over it." And he 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 just don't know how to talk to people and and anything like that. You know, he he was raised rough, and and that's all he knows. But he know he loves the Lord, and uh, he's trying to do something for God, and uh, and uh, he's he's eating up everything. And I'm giving him these books, and uh, you know, and he's got his Bible and stuff. But, uh, but you pray, pray for these men. Pray for us as uh, as we continue to go in. Lord, continue to keep that door open. Uh, I'm I am so thankful that He's done that all these years. Brother Rennie uh, started that years ago. If it had not been for for the for the path that these older men of God have uh, have uh, have set. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. I firmly believe that because he he got all those uh, all those signatures at first, and then he taught me what I needed to do to uh, to get all these government officials to sign off on just old redneck from uh, Mayo, South Carolina, to come in and do all these things. And uh, next thing you know, is this online? This online. Next thing you know, they're I mean they're giving me a little ID badge to get in, and a set of keys, and everything. And I'm thinking. That, these people don't even know me. That's God, friend. Uh, that's 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 God's favor, and He can do that. He can open up doors that nobody else can open. And I thank God He's allowed us to do that. See men get saved. See men that have gotten saved. They're actually coming back to the prison now. Uh, there's a group out of uh, Tony Finney's church that comes back now. Men that they used to, I used to sit there and preach to them. And uh, now they're coming back and bringing groups from their church back into the prison. So things are starting to open back up a little more now. They they were uh, we supposed to have our first volunteer groups back in uh, the other week, and we've had a small outbreak of COVID. Please pray that nobody else tests positive. These guys ain't even sick, really. I mean, I've talked to them. I was like, y'all, is anybody even getting sick? He said, no, not really. They just tested positive. So uh, and they they putting the brakes on everything because of that. So and I understand the caution, but but do pray about that. Pray that the Lord would work that out, and because uh, we've got a lot of people chomping that bit to get back in. Uh, Rock of Age across town this week. They're having some kind of conference, and they've been calling me. They they're ready to get back in. I'm ready to have them back in. I need all the help I can get. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, but I appreciate this church. I appreciate your support. I, I try to pray for you every day uh, for Beacon Baptist Church and your pastor. And uh, I have a list of all our churches. Try to call them out by name every day. We appreciate you, and uh, you you pray for us. Amen. We got prayer cards back here on the table. If you decide to put the handcuffs on or the ankle things, I do have keys. So. Uh, so if you, if your kid locks himself up or changes himself to another friend of his, we can, we can take care of that. Amen. So uh, pray for us. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Uh, it's such a joy to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. If you would open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. <clears throat> And I'm so grateful uh, to hear about Brother Kirsch, his ministry in the prisons. What a blessing. Uh, When I was in Brazil, Brother Kirsch, uh, my dad and myself helped start the Rock of Ages ministry in Brazil. And Brazil has Rock of Ages today. And uh, Brother Bobby Sizemore was the missionary that started there and he he would he would tell me he'd say brother Terrell can can you translate for me and we'll go into the prisons and uh, I'll preach and you just translate and I'd say sure I'm honest with you I'm a scaredy cat Uh, and uh we would go into those prisons. I, I don't know how the prisons are here, but the ones in Brazil are not good. I mean, the prison we went in, this, this is how bad it was there. Uh, they, they have groups in the prisons, and one of the group got another guy, cut his head off and played soccer with it. That's the way it was, and that's the way it is in Brazil. Well, this, Brother Bobby says, go and translate for me. And I, I said, oh, yeah, sure. And I went, and I was, I was shaking. 
I really was. Uh, we, we had gospel tracts, and I'd see all those men in, in, the, in the court there where they would be loose during the day. And uh, we were behind the bars, and, and Brother uh, Sizemore said, uh, soon they're going to let us in there with them. And I said, really? <laughs> he said, yeah. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, Brother Pierce, I... I would I would get a track and I'd get the track out and the track would go like this. Would you like a track? Now, I don't know about you, but you have to have a calling. Sure. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. But just like William Booth said, a lot of people never heard the calling. Never heard the calling. So thank you so much, Brother Wood. I'm praying for you. If y'all, Tabernacle's my home church. If y'all ever around, uh, please get in contact with them, with us. And my pastor, he loves missions, loves missions. Um, and so we'd love, love to have you. I'm excited to have the children's home here. Uh, Friday, and uh, what a joy! And I tell you, on the little, on the little uh, super uh, stars there, or super missionaries, uh, on Miss Sani, y'all literally have a S on her uh, dress. And I'll be honest with you, that's not an S for Sandy. That's an S for Super Lady. Because, I mean, take care of all those children. She does such a, a tremendous job. Brother Kirsch, please, if you're here Friday, please tell Miss Sandy about that young man. That would just thrill her. Acts chapter 1. Let's, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. And we'll read verses 1 through 8, and then I'll try to be as brief as I can. It says this in verse 1, The former treatise uh, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God." And being assembled together with them, commanding them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence." Whence they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us.
to preach. Lord, I know there's men a lot more qualified here. But Lord, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that you've given me. And Lord, help us this day. Fill us with thy spirit. Use us in a special way. And Lord, that this week we may have a fresh glimpse of missions. I believe missions is the heart of God. And Lord, would you please show that to us this week? In your name we ask you. Amen. You may be seated. This text records our Lord's last meeting with his disciples while he was here on earth. He is preparing to ascend back into heaven to sit down at the right hand of God. And before he leaves... He commands and commissions his men to reach the world with his message. He reminds them of what should be central focus of their ministry. You see, he reminds them that they are to keep the main thing, the main thing. You see, he had overcome a distraction. You see, they had come together and uh, they started talking, Lord, wilt thou this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Well... You see, right here, Jesus is trying to have his first missions conference, and they want to turn it into a prophecy conference. You see, they want to know if the time has come for Jesus to establish his kingdom here on earth, and he tells them that the times and seasons are not In other words, he's saying, guys, quit talking about prophecy. I've got something more important to talk to you about. I got something that's way more important. Uh, You know, uh, uh, nothing has changed today. Our duty is not to get caught up in the future events. By the way, uh, uh, some people are so worried who the Antichrist is. I don't sleep one night. I don't lose one night of sleep. Worrying who the Antichrist is because I will not even know who he is. Amen. They want to know if the time has come. Oh, is the Lord coming back? We need to have prophecy uh, conferences, and I believe we do need to have that. But the Lord here is saying, Hey, men, let me tell you something. There's something a lot more important than that that I need to talk to you about. He says in verse 8, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and all Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the uh, world. He's very clear here. Every believer, he's saying here, is commissioned, uh, is commanded and constructed to share the gospel with all the world. Right, right. Isn't that what 2 Corinthians 5.20? Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Huh? I believe we need to act like ambassadors. Uh, We need to talk about our king. Uh, We need to talk about our president. Uh, We need to constantly uh, be involved because in this verse, the Lord is saying to his men, hey, what's important? It is important about the coming of the king. But what's more 
important is that you be commissioned and that you be commanded and that you be constructed to preach the gospel to every creature. Now, let me share some qualities shared by all gospel witnesses. This text reminds us of exactly what we are to be doing as we move through the world. This passage teaches us about the main thing that the church is to be doing. I want to examine this passage and preach just a few minutes on this title. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Amen. We need to keep what is more important to God uh, the main thing in our church. And I believe with all my heart it is reaching the world for Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, how can we do that? First, we must have the right message. Yes. Right. Jesus tells his men, he says here in verse 8, And ye shall be witnesses unto who? Me. He says right here, the message, the focus of the message right. that you're going out, men, uh, to witness. It's not about you. It's not about your lives. It's not about your beliefs. It's not about your denomination. It's not about your church. It's not about your favorite preacher. But listen to me, men. It is all about me. Right, amen. amen. Jesus. Yes, sir. Jesus. Amen. That's all it's it's about. Yes, sir. We are to tell the world about him. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. We are to tell the world about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are to tell the message of his love, his death, and his resurrection. We are to share the message of the gospel. Amen. Now, we are not sent, folks, to try and impress the world with our grasp of theology. Right. Right. Amen. Don't get me wrong. Many people know the theology, theories of theology, but they don't know Jesus. Many know about the glories of heaven, but they're going to hell. Are you listening to me? I like what the blind man said in John chapter 9. All I know is once I was blind, but now I can see. Now I can see. Oh, folks, let me tell you something. That is what missions is all about. Yes, sir. We have to have the right message. Secondly, we must have the right methods. Yes, sir. You see, he says here, and ye shall be witnesses. You see, the word witness translates the Greek word martus. Now, don't worry, I'm not a Greek Greek scholar. It refers to those who bear witness to the truth. It came to be used of those who bore the uh, ultimate witness to the truth. Of those who laid down their lives for the truth. Are you listening to me? Thus we get the word martyr from this word. The issue is not myths and legends, but facts and truth. Jesus is calling his people to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, be ye witnesses. Amen. Right. 
Amen. Witnesses. The word witness was used in Bible times like it is used today. It speaks of those who testify in a court of law. A witness in a trial is called upon to tell what they have seen and what they know to be true. Yes, amen. Boy, ain't that good? Amen. Hey, can I ask you something? Let me ask you a few questions. Do you know that God loves you? Say amen. Amen. Tell the world. Do you know that you are saved? Say amen. Amen. Tell the world. Do you know how God saves sinners? Say amen. Amen. Tell the world. Do you know who to tell? Do you say amen? amen? So go and tell. We must have to have the right method. That is all the Lord wants to you for you. First Peter three fifteen says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I like it, Brother Wood, when I go somewhere and me and my wife are eating and all of a sudden the waitress comes and may I help y'all and we'll kindly uh, ask her order and she'll look at me and she'll say what do you do and I say I'm a preacher she says I knew that I knew that I like that that is being a witness. You know, hey, can I, Can you excuse me just a few minutes? Hey, we're in a world today that we're trying to bring the world inside the church. And we want the people to dress like the world. We want the people to talk like the world. Because they say maybe we can reach them that way. No, they are reaching you and taking you out of the church. Let me tell you, the Bible says... Be ye witnesses about the truth, about the gospel, and about Jesus Christ. I was in a bus in Brazil going way down south. Spent 24 hours in a bus to go preach a revival down south. And I was going in, and a little old lady, she was trying to put her suitcase up and uh, just rude men were going around her kind of shoving her and my dad taught me better than that preacher so I went to that little lady and I said ma'am where's your seat at and she said I'm sitting over this side I said you go ahead and sit down I'll take care of your suitcase I put it up And my seat was on this side. And she looked over and she said, Are you a Christian? (laughs) I said, Yes, ma'am. I said, Do you know him? Oh, yes. But I could tell you're a different kind of person. You see, that's what the Bible is saying. Oh, we have the right message. That is Jesus Christ. But the Bible says we need to be witnesses. Witnesses. That is the right method. Thirdly. Now, I don't want to scare you. I only got four points. Tomorrow... Maybe I shouldn't tell you this. <laughs> Tomorrow I got 10 points. So if you don't come, 
I know it's because you don't like preaching. <laughs> so you better be here. But third, not only do we need to have the right method, the right message, but we need to have the right mindset. You see, the Bible says unto Judea, all Judea, Jerusalem, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, John Wesley said this. He adopted the mindset, and he said this. The world is my parish. Oh, we need to have that mindset in our heart. The world the mission field, the world, your Jerusalem, uh, your Samaria, your Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, like South Asia, like Asia. Beacon supports Josh McBriar. Josh McBriar is a personal friend of mine. You know what they're doing now? While you're sitting here, they're out giving tracks. They're in South Korea to the North Koreans. Their goal this month is to give out 250,000 tracks. You know what that is called? The right mindset. Yes, sir. Mindset. I went to Brazil in May for three weeks. Then I came back in June and we went to Mexico and I preached a youth camp. And, and uh, what a blessing it was. We had a group maybe of about 30 or 40 people. And in 40 and four days, uh, uh, we gave out 12,000, 11,800 gospel packets uh, to different cities there in Mexico. You know what that's called? That's called the right mindset. Oh, you say, preacher, I'm glad we support missions. But the Bible does say your Jerusalem, uh, your Lexington, South Carolina. And if you don't have that right mindset, you're going to forget what God has called you to do. You got to have the right mindset. I'm almost done. We not only need the right message, methods, mindset, but listen to this. We need the right muscle. You know, preacher has done this, and preacher. Don't you ever think, and I know I came with the missionaries, don't you think this is gory? Us missionaries appreciate a church that values a missionary. Are you listening to me? I'm not saying that because I'm a missionary. I've been a missionary for 32 years. I love what I do. I don't give excuses to what I do. I don't expect nobody uh, to pat me on the back. I do it because I heard the calling when I was young. But you know what? Makes missionaries feel good that there's a church way down in Beacon, South Carolina, uh, Lexington, South Carolina, called Beacon Baptist Church. Well, a missionary tell another missionary, you know what he'll say? If you go there, you'll be treated right. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Amen. That's good. Well, let me tell you something. Superheroes. They all got muscles. Yes, sir. Believe me, I don't have them. 
I got muscles that turned into something else. <laughs> I'm saying physical muscles. Are you listening to me? I like the way they portray Terrell Rose to color. Now, I look, I look so sharp. That's probably the way I'm gonna look in heaven. Well, I, I've told people, preacher. Are you listening to me, brother Pierce? You're, you're a lot knowledgeable than I am. If we get to heaven and a glorified body is big like me, there's going to be some people that's going to hear some things. Are you listening to me? Yeah. For us to do what's correct before God, we need muscles. Sure. Let me show you what that muscle is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bible says here, but ye shall receive power. Is that muscles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After that, the what? Holy Ghost is come upon you. And then ye shall be witnesses. You see, if our message is to have any power, if our methods are to be successful, and if our mindset is ever to be what it ought to be, mm, we're going to need some outside help. Right. Amen. 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 We're going to need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. We're going to be, we going, if we're going to have power, oh, brother Wood, oh, if you're going to have any power, it's not going to be you, but it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, let me tell you something. Today, I beg God, God, please use me tonight to be a blessing to Beacon Baptist Church. To do what is priority with God. What made the difference in these men? It wasn't their eloquence. It wasn't their oratory. And believe me, I try my best to speak right English. But it's not that. It wasn't their delivery. What made the difference was the power of God on their life. Oh, let me tell you something. You say, preacher, oh, how, how? the world the first year we did $46,000 you remember that the first year faith promise I imagine that some of you said that never happened (laughs) right but God said it will because the power don't depend upon you (laughs) it depends upon me right amen Then last year came $84,000. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, that that just ain't going to happen. God said, through me, Mm -hmm. you can do all things. Amen. 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 You say, Brother Terrell, do you believe that we can go over that? Absolutely. Because my father and your father owns the cattle on a thousand. And excuse me, he owns the hills too. Amen. You see, if 
It's all about the muscle. Yes, sir. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm finished. A Russian pastor was put in jail in Russia in the 60s and 70s for preaching the gospel. They tortured him merciless. They beat him. They deformed him. They tried everything they could for him to say, I will no longer preach Jesus. They even told him, you can have a church, but you cannot say Jesus. Finally, the, the officials decided that they could never break this man. And so they said, maybe we know something that he may love more than this Jesus. And that'll break him. They brought his oldest child in, a young girl. And he looked at this man, pastor in jail. And he said, for six to seven years, we cannot break you. You will not deny Jesus. He said, since you cannot, you will not do that. We're going to see your daughter pay the price. We are going to fasten you to this cell. We are going to bring your sweet daughter in. And we are going to give you a chance to denounce Christ. And if you don't, we're going to take hot pokers. And we're going to put those hot pokers through each ear canal of your daughter and deafen her. Then we are going to take her tongue and we're going to cut her tongue off so she will be mute. And they looked at him and says, does Jesus really mean that much to you? The pastor, Russian pastor, pleaded with him, please do anything with me, but don't hurt my child. They brought the daughter in. And the daughter immediately looked at her dad and said, Dad, don't you dare turn on Jesus. Don't you dare. Don't you dare do that to Jesus. They deafened and muted that precious child. A week later, they brought his second child in and did the exact same thing. <coughs> and that girl looked at her dad and said, Dad, please don't turn on Jesus. Let them do what they want, but don't turn on Jesus. And she said, Dad, we're living sacrifices. And they deafened 
and muted his second daughter. A week later, they did the same thing to his third daughter. When the wall came down in Russia, this pastor was released from jail with 400 others. And this Russian pastor was able to go to an American church and the pastor of that church came to this Russian pastor and, and told him, said, I want you to give your testimony. His body, Brother Pierce, was mangled from all the abuse he had taken. And he said real clearly, by the grace of God, I did not deny Jesus Christ. Amen. His three daughters were there in the church. And the American pastor went over and said, Would y'all please stand? And I need a translator. They knew sign language. And through an interpreter, he told those three girls, He said, Girls, you are our heroes. You are our heroes. And those girls in unison signed this. It was our reasonable service. You know what that is? Yes, sir. That's muscle. Sure. That's muscle. Oh, folks, I plead with you. Keep the main thing the main thing. Here we see a Russian family. They had the right message. Sure. They had the right method. They had the right mindset. And they had muscle the Holy Spirit yes you say preacher I'm a bashful person to tell others about Christ oh you ask God to empower you give you power and be filled with the Holy Spirit you know what you're going to be doing all of a sudden you're going to be telling hey do you know Jesus as your personal Savior right come on that's what missions is all about amen church Keep the main thing, the main thing. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Pastor, you can come. Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity that you've given us to preach your word. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please help us. To keep the main thing, the main thing, all the time. The right message, the right method, all the right mindset. But most of all, that we can have the right muscle, which is being filled with the Holy Spirit. God, would you please use this message? for thy service. In your name we ask you. Pastor. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.